0: our text for today is from Philippians chapter 1 verses 3 through 11 and uh, these are words that are um, inspiring to us they're inspiring on this day when we think about celebrating what's next which is what this graduate Sunday's theme is Is we've celebrated the faith, and we've celebrated love, and now we celebrate what's next. Stand with me as we hear these words. I thank my God every time I remember you, constantly praying with joy in every one of my prayers for all of you, because of your sharing in the gospel from the first day until now. I am confident of this, that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to think this way about all of you because you hold me in your heart. For all of you share in God's grace with me both in my imprisonment and in my defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness How I long for all of you with the compassion of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may overflow more and more with knowledge and full insight to help you determine what is best, so that in the day of Christ you may be pure and blameless, having produced the harvest of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ for the glory and praise of God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. Even if you don't have a graduate, it's always exciting, isn't it, on Graduate Sunday. It's uh, fun to see the pride of the parents and the family. It's wonderful to sense the excitement of these young people who are crossing this milestone that they have had in front of them all their life. I love being around the youth and the children for lots of reasons. One is it uh, keeps me young by reminding me what it feels like to be young. When all of your life is in front of you, right? And all the what's next are through the windshield. You get my age, you begin to feel at times that all the what's next are in the rearview mirror, Right? But being around young people reminds us that all of us, no matter our age, no matter our chapter in our life, there's a what's next for all of us. Because God's not through with any of us yet. And life is moving forward for us all. There's always a what's next. Isn't that hopeful? You've heard me talk a lot about, uh, over the years of my preaching here, about my mother and father. And they were members of the same church uh, forever. When my dad came back from from World War II and he married my mother, they began attending the church where her father was the pastor. And they attended that church through the 40s and the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. All those decades being faithful in that one church, that one place. And they were big Sunday school people. They were always in a Sunday school class. But in our tradition, in our church, men and women were segregated from in Sunday school. They segregated classes by age and by gender. And so in all those years of Sunday school, my mother and father never once went to Sunday school together <laughs> in the same class. And I can remember when my uh, dad told me on the phone one day it was uh, the other thing is they even as adults you promoted just like children you had promotion Sunday and all the adults moved up a class just like the kids and it was a big day in the church and I was talking to my dad one day and he told me it was promotion Sunday and he would promoted into the oldest men's class and I said well that's kind of interesting. And he says, yeah, the only place to be promoted to from here is heaven. <laughs> Not a bad what's next for any of us, is it? I, could, I, I trust in that myself. Um, we've had wonderful time of, of uh, spiritual growth and, and uh, new health and financial health in our church that started a few years ago with the uh, Healthy Church Initiative and the a, and a stewardship emphasis led by the Spanglers called... What's next? Do you remember that? What's next? So much changed for us in that time. And I think it's because as a church, we believed again that we had a what next. (laughs) And that God had some great things ahead for us. And it changed so much in our life together. This beautiful place, this sanctuary is paid off. The new building's coming up. Palmer Hall's being renovated. We've been able to be vibrant and alive and growing even during this long, long time of COVID. And I can look back and mark it to that time in our life. We all have what's next kind of days sometimes, don't we? <laughs> one problem after another, one frustration after another, one disappointment after another. And all we can do is say, Lord, what's next? What's next? Clergy in the United Methodist Church, as Tammy's going to her her church, that's her what's next, right? And like other professions, our life is a life of what's next. We feel a call to ministry, and then we go tell somebody. (laughs) We tell our preacher, and then we become a declared candidate. And then, if we pass certain things and we do things right, we get to. Or what's next is a certified candidate. And then, if we do okay as a certified candidate, we get in the commissioning process. Now, Milton and I are from an earlier time. You got ordained twice, but they don't do that anymore. Commissioned, and then you become a resident, and you spend a couple of more years. In there, you've got to get the what's next of all that education, college and seminary. And then what's next is you get ordained. And along the way, you get your first appointment. And then you get your first appointment to your own church. And our life is a series of what's next until we reach the peak of the what's next. And that is retired status. Amen. And we're just lucky that Pastor Milton, though he reached that milestone 11 years ago, he's not been willing to give up on what's next for him. He still comes to work every day, and we love it. Couldn't imagine being your pastor without Milton by my side. But all of our lives are a series of what's next. But Paul wants the people in Philippi, a church he started on one of his missionary journeys, he wants them to remember that it's not just about any old what's next. It's about God's what's next for them. That that's the challenge and that's the purpose of our life is to line up our what's next with what God has for us what's next. Just like these graduates what's next A lot of big things, multifaceted, right? School, work, adulthood, big decisions, choices that will affect the trajectory of the rest of their life. But God's not through yet with them. We have our recent graduate back with us as summer intern, Hannah Morgan. It's such a thrill to have her back from Auburn. What's next for her? still going right what's next for us is still going Paul writes this letter to this church that he loves from Rome where he's under arrest and he's been imprisoned and now he's probably under house arrest which means he can stay in somebody said but he can't leave and he can't do anything they watch everything he does and Paul a person who is driven Would you say that's an understatement? Paul is driven. Being stuck in one place was not easy. Even though he worked hard to get there. But he's come to understand, he tells this church, that it was the best thing that could have happened for the spreading of the gospel was for him to be stuck in Rome. The center of the universe at that time. Where people came and went. And he had the chance to speak to people from all over the world about the gospel. He wants them to understand because of that, that whatever life brings them, they can still be courageous. And they can still be encouraged. Because God's what's next is always coming. So even if they're struggling, even if there are doubts in their life of faith, They can hold fast because God is at work in them. Don't you love these words? I am confident of this, Paul says, that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of Jesus Christ. I am confident of this, Paul didn't know what day would be the day his life would end. He didn't know what would happen from one day to the next, but he was confident of this, that what God starts, God finishes. On a cosmic level, on the human race level, and on a personal level, he says, God will finish What God begins. I love the letter to the Philippians because you see Paul thanking them. You've loved me, you've supported me, you've supplied my needs while I'm stuck in this place. You share in the gospel with me in a powerful way. You build me up. And so he returns that favor to them with this beautiful prayer. Did you catch the power of those words in our text? He prays, that your love may overflow more and more with knowledge and insight to help you determine what is best, so that in the day of Christ you may be pure and blameless, having produced the harvest of righteousness that comes through Christ for the glory and praise of God. Paul is praying That they line up their what's next with what God has for them next. Why? Because when we line up our lives with what God wants for us, we experience joy and we can experience contentment and we can experience fulfillment in a way we couldn't if we were just chasing our own what's next. In life, Each and every one of us have the opportunity to be the person God called us to be. And to do the things God's called us to do. That's what the harvest of righteousness is. We fulfill our purpose in serving God and serving our neighbors we have that opportunity and because of God's love and grace we also have that obligation because that's the way that God works for good not just in our life but good in others lives that's how God chooses to work for the salvation of the whole world it's when those who follow Jesus line up their lives With what God has next. That's when we know abundant life. So we celebrate what's next this weekend for our graduates. But what's good for them is good for all of us too. (laughs) Parents and grandparents and friends and neighbors and preachers and everybody else. We celebrate what's next. For God is not through with us yet. Isn't that encouraging? Isn't that inspiring to think? That God is still at work in all of our lives. And that each and every one of us have a what's next. What's next that can make a difference. A difference in the lives of someone else. A difference in our own lives. A difference in this world. May we go from this place celebrating what's next and doing our best to line up our what's next with what God wants. Then we'll know abundant life. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.